Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10 of season 2 of Living Lunar. It is Monday, November 29th, 2021. I am recording this a day late because yesterday was quite challenging for me and I could not get the script done in a way that was satisfactory. So I actually didn't even stream yesterday at all, even for my um, gameplay stuff, never mind the podcast recording. You might notice there's a little bit of a difference in the sound quality today. Hopefully it's not too bad, but um, I am using a different microphone because of circumstances. And we'll be back to the normal quality next time I record. With that being said... Um, you can always find the podcast recording most times on um, twitch.tv forward slash Zyvon, which is Z-H-Y-V-0-N, the number zero in there. Um, those links will be in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, let's get right into it. Year's end is fast approaching. The lunar and solar calendars have drifted far enough apart that the new moon we speak about today won't happen until Saturday. In the northern hemisphere, we've entered that window where even the weather is fuzzy and indistinct, where the sun's light doesn't guarantee warmth, and the breeze can be pleasant one day, dangerous the next. We'll have two episodes of the podcast back-to-back in December. Our schedule demands a recording in two weeks, but the full moon won't happen for three. Rather than skip a week or be a week behind, we'll record a bonus episode. This is a time of transformation then, or to be more accurate, a time of traversal. Nature dies off to be reborn, as the leaves on trees or other plants that shed their excess or lose everything but their core bulb only to reappear in the spring. It's worth noting that we've celebrated the new year at different times throughout history. Some pagans today celebrate the new year as part of Samhain, others on Ostara. The Romans decided on January 1st, of course, and many people around the world recognize that date. Other religions and cultures have different dates with different reasoning behind them. Whenever the new year begins for you, this time of traversal in the present moment is independent of it. To take this a step further, in the Southern Hemisphere, for example, summer is beginning at this time of year. Generative growth, therefore, underlies shedding, just as shedding underlies generative growth. Both are connected to the whole as we move through the wheel of the year. If you're not pagan, or if you are but don't subscribe to the wheel as the organizational structure of the year, then at least consider that the construct of time we experience as people is circular in template, with our forward motion making it spiralic in practice. Whenever we return to a familiar point on the spiral, it's never exactly the same because we've changed. Next summer will be different to last summer. The global pandemic we're in the thick of has had a lensing effect on our perception of time. It's hard for our brains to focus on all that we've achieved when every day feels exactly the same, especially for those of us who work from home or are otherwise spending more time in the home because of the circumstances. It can be hard to find waypoints that differentiate the day from the week, the week from the month. Considering where we've come from during this time is, I think, paramount. Where has our generative energy gone this past year? 
At first it might seem like we've achieved nothing, but that's the illusion of seeing the circular nature of time broken down into daily repetitive slices. You might have moved across the country, switched jobs, become a parent to a child or a pet, started a new hobby, improved and grown in an area you're familiar with, experienced loss or new beginnings, or otherwise seen changes in your life that evoke strong emotions in the moment, and have therefore had their memories conveniently filed away by your brain. For me, for example, I started streaming and have kept it up consistently weekend to weekend. I restarted this podcast and I've been putting out episodes bi-weekly. Some weeks are harder than others. There's lessons in the examination of why. Some weeks I'm tired, physically or mentally or both, and it's hard to find the energy. Other weeks there's an underlying reason for the struggle. A glimpse of faltering self-worth, a lack of self-belief that reveals my brain's fragility as it recalls past wounds and does its best to keep me too safe and too small to ever repeat them. We don't often stop to smell these roses, but in this time of traversal, when nature itself sheds everything not relevant to the task at hand, we are offered a unique opportunity to let go of the facade we carry around and see ourselves as we truly are, to step outside of the ego and the critic and come back to our honest core. Who are we in the dead of winter when all that blooms has withered and only the heart of us remains? I've often said that therapy or tarot can help us uncover these answers in a practical application, and here's why. They both bend time by allowing us to review our own future wisdom early. What do I mean by this? If you've lived more than a few years of life, you've probably had the experience of looking back at your past self and having a moment of realization of who you were in a particular moment. We may be looking back over a decade of our life, or even just a couple of years, but the impact is the same. We can see clearly what our circumstances were and what we needed to do to evolve them, while at the same time understanding why we couldn't see it as it was when we lived it. The key point here is that we're living now, and there are circumstances we're in the thick of that we won't fully see ourselves until we're long past them. This is where external space holders can raise a mirror for us to reflect in. I like to believe that tarot shows us the thing under the thing that we cannot or will not see ourselves. In this way, tarot helps us to find the wisdom inherent in our future today, if we choose to listen. Let's pull some cards then. As I always say, my pull can only reflect the energies I feel. If they resonate for you, then great. If not, please pull your own cards with these questions, or reflect in a different way, or not at all, whatever feels right to you. So the questions I came up with, um, these are, what has this past year brought that my consciousness has left unseen? How will I work with this information to consciously shape my future? What other new seeds should I consider planting? How can I best nurture growth here? What am I shedding to make space for this newness? What has this past year brought that my consciousness has left unseen? For this question, I pulled the Six of Swords. Air over water, thought afloat upon emotion. There's a duality here in bringing these two together. Modern, especially Western culture, has emphasized thinking over feeling. But the truth, of course, is that humans are made up of both and we need to find a balance with them to move forward in right alignment. The Smith Rider Waite depiction of the Six of Swords shows figures in a boat 
floating on choppy water. One figure propels and steers the boat, while the other sits, head bowed, with six swords all around them. In relation to our question, the six here tells me that there's a lot I'm not engaging with consciously. We are simultaneously all the figures in the card, the passengers and the pilot, and it's their responsibility collectively to manage those swords. A thinking person may be steering the boat, but the emotional person is the one directly carrying the burden of these swords. Life brought them to us, and we must navigate these waters in harmony. Question two, how can I work with this information to consciously shape my future? For this question, I pulled the Queen of Pentacles. Water from the Queens and Earth from the Pentacles. In its simplest form, this is where emotion is channeled into a meaningful resource, as the banks of a river focus all that malleable water into a force that can mill wheat and spin turbines. A flat field full of water grows rice or other crops, Mud forms structures and heals and cleanses. Queen of Pentacles, in relation to our question then, is inviting us into this deeper, slower, wider presence with ourselves. If the Six of Swords is a lake we must cross, then the Queen of Pentacles is the shoreline, where we leave from and where we arrive, a container bigger than the whole. To work with what's below our consciousness, we root into the bigger structures in our lives so they can contain us, hold us accountable, and simply hold us as well. This might be our therapist, a trusted friend, or ourselves in another venue, perhaps strengthened by music or meditation, or another practice that allows us to create the space between our thoughts and feelings and the consequences of them. For question three, what other new seeds should I consider planting? I pulled the Ace of Wands. All aces are about growth and new beginnings, and certainly Tarot is quite literal in this way for me most of the time. But while the Ace here in relation to our question is Tarot's control card, a new beginnings, seeds of growth, response to a new seeds question, it goes deeper than that too. Wands of fire, passion, creativity, movement. The Ace of Wands invites us to do in a practical way. We've taken time in the previous two questions cards to consider what's coming up for us and how to work with those energies. And the Ace invites us to put those considerations into action. Fire is mercurial. We've come so far as a species because of our discovery of how to call it into being at will and yet its presence is never fully within our control. We work with the fire, and we tend it as we tend ourselves. What we choose to throw on the fire will be transformed. In a practical sense, this can mean forging new relationships with ourselves. What if we threw our self-doubt into the flames, watched it burn away? Would we suddenly become a terrible, egotistical, self-centered person? Or would we merely stop artificially limiting ourselves? The Ace invites us to discover this answer and many others. For question four, how can I best nurture growth here? I pulled the Page of Pentacles. Pages are the curiosity seekers of the Tarot. We work through the Minor Arcana from the Ace to the Ten. By the time we arrive in the page, we know enough to know that there is so much more to know than the little we've discovered up to this point. Pentacles as a suit are about stability and resources, beyond the simplicity of money and coin. What are our foundations? When we're buffered by life, where do we go? 
This is not about evaluating our foundations in the way that, say, the tower can be, but it's about recognizing them and reminding ourselves, where are we resourced? Where are we privileged? Where are we supported? Growth is scary because it often feels as though we must leave familiar territory suddenly and absolutely, but this is rarely the case. It's a privileged few who are resourced enough to start their own business by first leaving their traditional employment, for example. Most start as side projects and evolve, often with the owner moving from full-time employment to part-time before finally committing to their business completely. Even the fool leaping has their bindle and their companion animal. And then for question five, what am I shedding to make space for this newness? The card I pulled is judgment. The ultimate card of shedding. In the Smith Rider Wait, the Christian influence is clear as an angel calls us to the rapture for that final judgment on high. But judgment outside of a moralistic sense is nothing more than organization and decision making. What is important to us in this moment? What can we leave behind? Judgment invites us to apply this thinking to ourselves more specifically. Who are we really? Do we like that about ourselves? What are we doing to change it if we don't? All the other work suggested in the previous pools can dredge up a lot of silt from the depths of our being. Judgment invites us to filter through all of it and find our clarity about ourselves as we see ourselves and seek to move forward in new ways with new energy and new ideas. Judgment surfaces to ensure that we're seeing with right alignment. Hmm. And so I think there's a lot here in these taropals that we can work with under the faded light of the new moon. I find that tarot tends to be very conceptual, at least in the ways I think about it, and the cycles of the moon help me to ground those suggestions into manageable reality that I can work with. What has come up for you through all of this today? For me, I struggle with self-worth because I always feel that any acknowledgement of personal ability or success is overblown and egotistical. I recognize logically how that isn't true, but emotionally I haven't given myself the space to sit with those feelings and allow them to transform. So something I can do on a practical level is recognize myself out loud when I do something that warrants it, and then sit with the discomfort that will doubtless arise from that admission and learn from it, meet it on the path and find safety for it, explore the origins of these feelings and find ways to shed them. And again, these are just my personal ideas for finding the things that are coming up for me in this time and working with them. Take what resonates for you or work with your own systems or don't at all. <laughs> Ultimately, we want to leave things a little better than we found them, whether that's our physical environment, the emotional states of our family and friends, or the needs of our own being. Um, and with that, I think that's all I have for today's episode. Apologies for it being a day late, but um, have some things to look forward to. As I said at the start in December with the bonus episode and some back-to-back -back shenanigans that need to happen to get us back on track with the phases of the moon. So um, with all that to look forward to next month. And you know, as ever, I stream on Twitch stream um, video games and the podcast recording every other week and um, we have a discord where we all hang out and discuss 
tarot and witchy things and the moon and video games and other things as well so those links are in the show notes and you're always welcome to drop in and say hi and again thanks for listening and i'll see you next time